Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh Come On with Mike and Jesse, and we got uh, this week. We're going to be touching on some NFL, MLB, and NHL. Um, and I guess we'll get right to it, unless you got any pressing. No. Anything pressing? No. Okay. No. I was going to say that's the usual. That's that's, that's <laughs> usually what we do. So, um, so we'll get to. We're going to do some MLB first. big news in uh, baseball is the Red Sox have won the World Series for the fourth time this century. Yeah, Boston's doing pretty good they're for championships. Doing, they're doing pretty good. Um, they won in five games, so you know, of course my prediction doesn't go correct. Again, Mine thanks either. Red Sox. Yeah, I was on the Astros on that. Jesus. Er, and they were out early. Yeah. But when it's not even a surprise. Now that you actually, everyone's been Say, saying how good the Red Sox have been all year. Yeah, and when you yeah. see them now against other good teams, you're like, oh, they, they are really good. And that's the thing. Like I, I thought their record was inflated because of their division. Right. It definitely wasn't. They were a damn good team. They, crushed, I, they crushed their division, but they were good against other that's divisions right. too. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that David Price got his championship. Yeah. Um, and for all the video game haters out there that get all mad because of this Fortnite and all this stuff and you can't play it, I guess David Price played a, a uh, what was the term they used, like a um, exciting time of Fortnite the night before. Or oh, really? Like oh, yeah. And then, and then he pitched really well, so I guess, you know. You, you know what? I bet you Fortnite is in on that. They're, they're paying him to say that. They're like, they're like we were, we're sick of people quitting. We're sick of athletes quitting our game because they're right. trying to focus That's on right. their craft. We need, we need you to do this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, and... What I think is interesting is that that could have been the last time we saw Clayton Kershaw in a Dodgers uniform. It was. He was. He's quietly a free agent because he's he hasn't he has an opt out clause, right? He's not exactly a free agent. He can opt. They extended the opt out deadline to Friday, so till tomorrow, right? Yeah, 40, at like yeah, five this, p.m. This Eastern morning they extended it by forty hours, which was weird. Like yes. <laughs> yes. So. But it just means they both want to take more time and talk about it or think yeah, about well, it or whatever. And you know what I was going to say is is this is cr- – baseball is interesting <clears throat> in the fact that the offseason starts so quick after the World Series. It starts five days later. That's true, yeah. Where NHL, it would be two, three weeks later for players to come down from if they're in the cup final. NBA, again, two, three weeks later. And then you got um, – NFL is almost a month and a half later before the new league league year starts. Yeah, the off season in the NFL is very long, very long. Yeah. And but baseball is like, no, no, we're gonna get going. Let's do this. Let's get going. Um, and the biggest, this is a stacked class, and I think we're gonna kind of touch on a few of these guys and give our thoughts on a where they'll go or what we think they'll sign for. Uh, so I'll let Mike start. Where you, where do you want to go with this? Uh, well, might as well start with the with the <coughs> with the big ones. I would suppose here, uh, the very the obvious ones: Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and those are some pretty pretty good players. Yeah, they're okay, <laughs> and they're young too. Where yeah. last year's free agent class was was in their thirties. That's right. Bryce Harper, I think, is twenty six. Yeah, and, and Manny Machado like is twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. yeah, he's the same age. Yeah. But, I mean, Bryce Harper, left-handed bat, power hitter. You know, he's hitting like 30 home runs a season at least. But he is streaky. He is very streaky. He yeah. is very streaky. Yeah. That, is, that is like the one – one of the drawbacks to him is he's, he is a streaky hitter. He'll go on a month where he's just 
Yeah. You know what I've, I've seen and I've heard on TV, obviously, is that uh, guys with a lot of movement in their swing, like he has, uh, is sometimes once you get into a funk, it's hard to get out of it because you have so many things that have to go in time yes. when, you're, yep. when you're making that swing. So uh, sometimes the simpler the better, but he's still an awesome hitter even with that. And then so Manny Machado would be the next big one, uh, gold glove infielder. Uh, he's, he's almost averaging like high 30s in home runs a season. He's an absolute beast. But uh, they're gonna they're commanding these huge contracts. Like they're both gonna be looking for probably two hundred and fifty million plus or something like that. John Heyman, yeah. who's a writer on MLB.com, predicts that Manny Machado's deal is gonna be ten years, three hundred million. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like that's a, top end pitcher money. So that's really good for yeah. a position player. Um, Trout's on a my, deal like my that. My question is like with Machado: is he going? Is he? Is he still like got a hard on for being a shortstop, or is he going to allow himself to be third base? Yeah, that's interesting because that be- because that that was his whole thing. Like, it, it I'm be- going to be a shortstop. That's it. It becomes a factor everywhere it goes. It's be- it's a factor in LA right now because uh, they have Seager coming back, and he's their shortstop. Yeah, he was out all this season. Uh, Tommy John surgery, I believe. Yeah, but he's coming back. He's going to be their shortstop. Uh, will Manny Machado play third? They'll move Justin Turner to first. Yeah. They, they would move everybody around essentially to accommodate this. That's why I don't know if he's coming back to LA. And he kind of posted a goodbye notice. That's what the, I was going to get to. The yeah. LA fans. Yeah. So it's kind of like. It seemed like it's not happening. Or he's just hedging his bets just in case he does go. And if not, he's like, oh, I just decided that this was a great situation. Maybe. Because when he was <clears throat> traded to LA, it was it was almost like a foregone conclusion he was going to sign there. Because yeah. that's that, that was the team he wanted to go to. But it seems like it's soured since he's been there. I think he's, I think he's hurt himself with the effort he puts on the field. Like and he and he came out and said like oh you know I don't I don't run out ground balls hard you know like I yeah. don't that's not the type of player I am that's not going to endear yourself to coaching like, staff yeah, and some, organizations like I would think some teams are like you know what I don't know if we want this and leading up to this free agent class I had heard that the Yankees were all in on Machado that's the guy they wanted they didn't want Bryce Harper they knew yeah. but they wanted Machado that's the guy they wanted and now I'm hearing they're lukewarm on him hmm. and I don't know if it's because you know what? I, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I think too is part of this for for New York. I think they're playing this a little coy because I think they probably want one of them for sure. Maybe they might even try for both, but I think they want one for sure. And you're probably right on Machado. That would be he seems like a perfect Yankee in my opinion. And the key is the Yankees and the Dodgers got under the luxury tax threshold this past year, so it resets for them. So they won't have to pay. They there's some kind of rule where. You could be in the luxury tax area for three or four seasons or something like that. And then after that, instead of paying into uh, revenue sharing, where it's like if you if you spend uh, like two or 20 million over, you put 20 million into the revenue sharing pot, which is good for like the Pirates and the Athletics and all these guys. Okay. After three or four years, it doubles. Hmm. And then, and then, like, and then every year after that, it keeps on doubling. So they've gotten out of that recently. Yes, yeah. yeah that's why they they scaled back their payroll because if they would have kept in, if they would have spent like twenty million over, they have to put forty million in, and like, yeah, no businessman is going to want to do that. And New York did that while still competing. Like they, it was brilliant yes. the way they retooled on the fly. Yes, well, and they, they had all those kids, and they they were able. But to But they, make, dra- yeah, they drafted that amazing. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, they got Aaron Judge, obviously. Aaron and Judge and Ag- Sanchez. And uh, Aguilar or Andujar? I always mix those two. Ad- Ad- Andujar. Andujar, yeah. Uh, Glaber Torres was a trade. Yes, yeah. Because they traded um, Chapman. So, like, they used assets. And to, then they got Chapman back. And they got Chapman back. That was the... That, see, they make trades like that. Those are amazing well, trades. Well, Cashman's a great GM. He is. He's a great GM. Uh, I want to go back to the Bryce Harper... Th- um, the Bryce Harper. Not just a Bryce Harper. <laughs> the Bryce Harper. <laughs> I read an article... He would refer to himself as that, I he believe. He totally would. Um, saying that um, the way Bryce Harper is and and his age and his earning potential, the author was saying that it might make more sense to sign one-year deals. And yeah. the reason he theorized this was, he's like, obviously the drawbacks are if you get hurt... Yes. You, you're you not guaranteed money past that season. That's true. Um, and he's <laughs> like, if you have a bad season, it's going to hurt your free agent value the next season. But he's like, Bryce Harper has had, like, all his seasons have been pretty good. Yeah. You know you know where they do that. Basketball. LeBron James yes. essentially does that. And and what, Le- what LeBron James did is he kept his options open because a guy like Harper or a LeBron James, they're going to command big dough wherever they go. Exactly. It doesn't matter. So they're picking a winner. Yeah. And he's like, Bryce Harper might be better suited to go to, let's say, the Cubs or something because he's friends with Chris Bryant. Right. And and play there for a season, hopefully win a World Series. Hmm. And then maybe from there he goes to Arizona because it's close to Las Vegas where he's from. Yeah. Or something. You know, like yeah. he picks and chooses these one-year deals. Yeah, that's he, interesting. Makes sense too. Chris Bryant is also from Las Vegas. They are, they're, yeah. they're, they're and, obviously and friends. The, the, the point he was making was look at Mike Trout. Well, Mike Trout was locked in on a seven- or an eight-year deal, yeah. and they've sucked the entire time, and they've wasted his prime. That's such a good point. And he, I mean, Mike Trout's being handsomely compensated. Oh, exactly. He, he makes $30 million a year, so it's not like he's suffering but on the contract. Can't. But he, he has no freedom. He can't move himself. Yes. And you know what? He could get paid that by 25 other teams. Exactly. Like, obviously, the Athletics aren't going to pay that kind of money. The Pirates aren't going to pay that kind of money. But 25 other teams have the, have the wherewithal to be able to afford that. And... Trout's stuck on the Angels where they're not winning and they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They don't know what they're going to do. And Bryce Harper could possibly choose to just be like, okay, for this year I'm going to go here. Or do that, like, do one year with a player option for the second year, see how it goes. The, you know? the player option is nice. That's what LeBron James does, right? Yes. He, he, that's where, that gives you a little bit more uh, advantage because the one thing, the argument against doing this is the long-term injury. If you sign a 10-year contract in baseball and you injure yourself in the first year and you don't play for three years, you get paid your entire contract yeah. still yeah. in full. Flames just scored on the power play. There, there we go. 4-2 now. They're still trailing. They need to pick it up here. There we go. But um, and, and, of course, the when if you're injured, it, insurance covers the... Right, yeah, the team's not doing it. The, the it's insurance. But still, it insured, the player is insured and all that stuff. So I thought that was really... An interesting thought process was um, signing one-year deals, and I was like, it, to me, it kind of nobody's makes sense. done that in baseball. But nobody's it makes done sense. it, but it makes sense in baseball. And um, there's and, not a lot of bad injuries in baseball, really. And from the team's perspective, it makes sense too because you'll you'll pay him more, right? Like maybe you pay him thirty-five or forty million for that one season. But if it doesn't work, bye bye. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, like like we tried it for a year, it didn't work. 
Go that, on with your ways. That is kind of mutually beneficial for yeah. both sides, actually. I like that. So I thought that was an interesting article. Huh. Um, Patrick Corbin is the third on this MLB.com list. Yeah, left-handed pitcher uh, for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Formerly of the Diamondbacks. Uh, Yankees is what I'm hearing. They oh, got, yeah. That, they, they want them. That makes perfect sense. I can, yeah. ar- I can already see him in pinstripes. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Keuchel as well. Sa- same thing. Another left-handed Another pitcher Another lefty. There. Yankees are interested in him. Yeah. That- do- Dodgers possibly... Only if Clayton Kershaw opts out. Mm-hmm. Kershaw opts out, then suddenly Corbin and Keiko become two and three on the pitching. Definitely. You know, and they're going to have to wait until yeah. Kershaw signs somewhere. And that was the one argument against the Yankees uh, going for Har- Harper or Machado is that they, they need, most they, people think they actually need pitching. They need pitching yeah. more than they need offense. Yes. Like that That uh, between Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, and you look at Tor, uh, Gleyber Torres and Andujar, they're going to only get better. And Didi Gregorius, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. You know? That's a nice That's a nice uh, output from an infielder, like exactly. a third baseman or a second baseman. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's played shortstop. He took over for Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah, Didi. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. But still, like, it, still that he his season was better than any Derek Jeter season based on numbers. Right. Based on like offensive numbers. And he had, which is just insane. He had huge shoes to fill when he came in there. Yep. And it was kind of, he just quietly slided in there and did a great job. And people yep. were just like, and I think they good. got him for nothing from the Diamondbacks, too. Really? I, I, I think even, it was just. I don't like, even remember that. Like, that was a while back. Player to, like, or cash considerations or some shit. Hmm. Like, it was just some, something weird that baseball does. He just shined under the bright lights. Um, but I think, so I think the last guy I want to talk about, like, Craig Kimbrell, meh. Yeah, I want I want to talk about Josh Donaldson. What do we think? So, how did he play at the end of last season with with the with Cleveland? He he played in the playoffs with them. Yeah, right? he played okay. He was okay. Was... He stung the ball a little bit. He he looked better than he looked with the Blue Jays, in my opinion. Yes, yes. So so I will say it's nice that he's improving. I I think he'll get a lot better than he played with at the end of his career with the Blue Jays. Okay, so. A team's not going to give him this, you know, three-year, $25 million contract like I think he wanted before. But like three-year, 25 mil a season? A season, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that was like that was before, yeah. you know, the bad seasons and stuff like that. But I think someone's going to take him for sure. They're going to put him on their major league roster. They're going to – someone might give him $10 million a season for three – I don't know. What, what, like, is that low even? Would they give him 15? I think I think he's going to be a one-year prove-it deal, like a 15 mil. That's yeah, what I that, think. Yeah. And I bet you it's going to be the fucking Cardinals, the team they could have traded with. Yeah. And, and we're just going to be like, fuck. And I think he's going to do well. And then he'll re-sign with the Cardinals to end his career, like with a three-year deal worth $80 million or something stupid. I could easily see that you happening. Know? Um, but yeah, I think he's going to sign with the Cardinals, which and, is and, and just the, like and the, and the Cardinals. Just a nice little screw you to the Blue Jays. You didn't want to trade with us. We just waited. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And the Cardinals just like swoop in there and be like, "Oh, we were going to offer a lot of stuff for this yeah, guy, but, but the Blue Jays fucked it up yeah, so yeah, bad so that we we'll, didn't even we'll have just, to. We'll just take him for money now. Yeah. That, that's okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, did you see today the uh, the parade for the Red Sox? A fan threw a beer can and broke yeah, the World Series trophy? that was brutal. Keeping it classy, Boston. That was brutal. Like, you guys have won tons of championships. How do you not know what the, hell, what the fucking etiquette is? And I think Alex Cora's daughter was there, too. And, like, it was close to her as yeah. well. And it was it's like you're throwing brutal. a beer can at the guy that brought you a World Series. They arrested him. They got yeah. him. Classy gent. Classy yeah. gent. Well, man. alcohol makes stupid people. <laughs> makes smart people dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go on to some NHL. 
All right. So the big news this week in the NHL is that the league has signed a deal with MGM Resorts as the official gaming partner of the NHL. Yeah, gambling. Gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Where they finally have are talking about the boogeyman. They're talking about it. Well, it They're makes signing deals. It makes sense because it's a four billion dollar industry. Like, I can't believe it took them this long to talk about it. But this all came into play because the Supreme Court in uh, the United States uh, they lifted a federal law prohibiting gambling in, uh, in all states except in all Vegas. states except Nevada. Or except Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, exactly. Vegas is not a state. So now, that, <laughs> so, so now it, it's almost like marijuana. The state actually has the right to uh, do this themselves. Right? Yes, it is not like not all states have 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 decided to legalize it, but they have the option to legalize it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're going to, because it's it brings oh, a huge revenue. Why wouldn't you? And hey, I like the uh, I like what the NHL has done with this with this deal. Um, because I heard somebody on the radio I think talking and they made a really good point that the NFL is so popular because of gambling. Absolutely. Right? Like, fantasy football, gambling, that's why the NFL is king of the mountain. Yeah, and that's the same um, thing. Fantasy football is gambling. Oh, uh, it was Eric Francis talking about this. Yeah. Uh, he said that the CFL is a more exciting game. I disagree with that, but I can see his point. Yeah, uh, I, I understand it. I disagree, too. Um, NBA is because of the players' personalities. That's why they're popular. Uh, baseball is suffering because they don't have either. <laughs> right? NHL is doing a good job with because what do you do on a December uh, Wednesday game, Columbus versus fucking Florida? If suddenly you got money riding on this, then suddenly more eyeballs are on your product. Yeah, it's going to bring more people to watch your product, which is which is never a bad thing. And that's that's that was the question a lot of people had: is why does gambling help the NHL? NHL. Why is Gary Bettman think this is a good idea? And and what it essentially means is more eyes on your sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people have money invested. They're they are like you said. They're going to watch a game in the middle of uh, you know. Flames just scored again. There we go. Four three. There we go. Sean Monahan. Yeah. There we go. But again, see if we we're playing this. Yeah. You know, we'd be getting close to yeah. the exactly. If the I line. Pick, if I pick the Flames here, plus one, I would yeah. be really getting getting excited about this. Um, what. So MGM gets access to the NHL's intellectual property and advanced game data. Obviously, that had to happen because the the bookies need to be able to set the lines properly. Yes. Like like if they're going to be partners, they want they want access to all this info. Also, if MGM has access to the info, they're going to allow the gamblers to have access to this info so that you can make smarter gambling decisions. You can make informed decisions. Yes. This is great. And what it's going to do, it's not going to change much about the way they're the bets they are already allowing on hockey is going to work. It's going to mean they're going to be able to create new bets. They're going to be able to do these all these different prop situations. They're going to be able to do mid-game bets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say mid-game bets? Like like mid-game, like like yeah. second period. Like yeah. What's it going to be? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, right yeah. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And you can already do that, but they're going to have new things. They're going to have like who has the hardest shot average over the course of a game. Yeah. Because they're going to be tracking the puck now, and they're yeah. going to be tracking the players in jerseys, so they're going to be able to say who skated the fastest over the game they're going to have a whole new outlet they're going to they call it a new suite yeah. a new suite to uh put out there so that's going to bring more money to them uh more people are going to be watching the games because you can bet on these cool and interesting things 
and it's money, 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 money all around. That's exactly. why. That's why everyone's happy about and it. And it falls under hockey-related revenue. So the the it's a 50-50 split between the league or the owners and the players association. So right. that makes the players happy because yeah. they're getting they're getting half the cut. Yeah. What makes me happy is this could lead to the end of parlay tickets in Canada. Because yeah. there's like I don't think you'll see it for NFL because there's no there's no Canadian football like Canadian teams in the NFL, but there's Canadian teams in the NHL. Right. And if MGM is the official partner. Oh yeah. You, you're going to have to gamble through MGM. Yeah, interesting. Right? You, like the WCLC yeah. and, and Ontario yeah. and all these guys, they're not going to have the rights. Right. But MGM is not the official partner. They can go out to other people and oh, license right. this as well. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So maybe they, that's what they, they are the first partner. I, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping they were going to be like the official and we could end this parlay ticket shit. But, and yeah. we could bet on one game. That would be nice. But, and I think, I think this will lead to that eventually too. But the, I mean, the bottom line is you can already do that in Canada anyway. Yeah, you yeah, just you have can, to have an American account. Yeah, you can do it online through the States. And, yeah. you know, but you know, there's, some, there's some kind of feeling that I like going to 7-Eleven at 10.30 before the first football <laughs> game and putting down my money to see what I can earn. And then... Being upset at two after the morning game. The season. government doesn't want that because parlay games fuck tickets. Yes, they do. When you have to go consecutive games winning, it's hard enough to pick one game, as I've proven, obviously, yes. on this <laughs> podcast numerous times. It's hard enough to pick one game. When you parlay a ticket, every game you add to that ticket, your odds of winning go down substantially. Exactly. Don't exactly. even do it. Don't. I've done it, obviously, because you go to you go to Seven Eleven in the morning to get a taquito and a Slurpee on a Saturday after you're up till two a.m. drinking. That's and, right. And so the best place to gamble is right there. Why not? That's right. That's right. Um, and all, and then in other news, and this is more just I need to rant. That's what I need. I need to rant. Are you triggered? I'm a little. Well, I'm not really triggered, but I just need to rant. Um, it's a baby trigger. It's a baby trigger. And the NHL has got an old man problem. And I'm talking about John Tortorella and Brian Burke. <laughs> These two guys need to just shut up and just let the league like advance and and change with the times. Now you talk. You told me you want to talk about this. Did they get into it with each other? Or no. Are you just saying that mentality? Okay. So John Tortorella had an interview saying that he's frustrated that there's no hate to the NHL anymore. Okay, I heard that. And uh, it's just turned into a big hug fest, and that the guys are talking at the face-off dot, talking about dinner plans and all this stuff. And he's like, I just want some good old-fashioned hate. I got some news for you, Tortorella. When there was a lot of hate in the league, like in the 70s, nobody watched your fucking product. <laughs> okay? Like, nobody, like, they sat there and said, why would I want to watch a bloodbath on skates? <laughs> like, the, the league is better than it's ever been. The hockey is better than it's ever been. And because these guys are friends off the ice, you want to, like, you're mad about it? You know why the NBA is popular? Because of that exact thing. All these guys <laughs> love each other. And then they get into beefs because they get upset at each other. Yeah. Like, that's what makes your game popular. That's true. And and he's sitting there bitching about it. And I'm just like, oh my God. And he did admit that he's a dinosaur. And, and you know, the, the game's changing and the game's getting better. Yeah. It's just like, like, Tortorella, just shut up. He's just lamenting about He's the lamenting good old, about yeah. days gone by. He's on the uh, get off my lawn stage of his life. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brian Burke had comments on that. He's he's talking about Torilla and I agree with Burkey on this. He said it's optics. He's like there's plenty of hitting in today's game. Um, but they are getting more chummy on the ice and he said that's that's something that that we as a hockey 
society has designed because of all these under-18 teams, under-17 teams. These guys have known each other for a exactly. long time. All the best players get together when they're kids. That's exactly and it. And they, 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 they form these bonds. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, have hate. I wonder if that's the reason fighting is coming out of hockey. Oh, it could be. People could be. not wanting to, people not fighting yeah, their not friends wanting, you know. on a regular basis anyway. It still happens. Exactly. Guys um, have fun. We, I was watching a video the other day of a fight that got broken up between uh, Jerome McGinley and Dion Phaneuf when I believe McGinley was on the Avalanche and Phaneuf was on the Maple Leafs. Okay. And they dropped the gloves and they were about to go. And the linesman got in there. For some reason, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, they would, I would expect they would have let that go. And I don't know why they got in, but it was just. Life was like, guys, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're friends. Yeah. What, what are we doing? But people, like, people doing? in Calgary, they were like, oh, what's going to happen here? Because we had both those guys. And, That's right. And obviously, again, was and, the, the, the and, king. And there was rumors about why Funuf had to leave and Iggy was part of the reason is the rumor. Yeah. Um, who knows rumors? Who, rumors. We're not going to touch on that because you go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, but and, what and I, I didn't, don't know what I didn't like what Berkey says, though, is that he said fans don't want to see them being goofy during warm-ups with the other team, like doing paper, rock, scissors, like, you know, when they're standing at the bench to see who stays on the ice longest. That, that, had, that used to be around a long time ago. That was and happening like, in, the, in the 90s. It's, and I'm like, dude, it, fans want to be entertained. You're not going to please everybody. I'll admit that. Right. But fans want to be entertained. Don't become the no fun league. Exactly. Don't do that. And then he comes. And then they just. And this is all on Hockey Night in Canada this past Saturday. And then he starts talking about how he doesn't like the Carolina Hurricanes' new winning celebrations that they do after games. Have you seen these at home? This is Berkey saying this? This too? is Berkey, yeah. So have you, have you seen these celebrations? Uh, so, oh, they do a dance or something? Yeah, like like Dougie Hamilton. Right, I saw, star, I saw he does, him. Do he that, did yeah. the floss, which is a Fortnite dance. Yeah. Um, and then... he was. I thought, that looked, I thought he did a pretty good job for being on skates. Exactly. I saw that. I and thought then, it was funny. And then they had one win where they all skated at full speed and just, just jumped into the boards. And then there was another one where they skated and slid and pretended like they were on canoes. Oh, yeah, that. I did. Like, oh, okay, yes, I did see these. So the you can see in the crowd the fans are are having a bunch of fun. They're staying, they're loving it. Berkey doesn't like it. He says he says it makes the league look like it's um like like a joke. And I'm like, it's entertainment, dude. Yeah, it's entertainment, and the fans are still in the fucking seats at, at the end of the game. When have you ever seen that? Like, who sticks around for three stars now? Nobody. Yeah, I, I They've got them sticking around. And then he said, he's like, he doesn't want it to be copycatted by lower tier leagues, like the AHL or the CHL. Because let's not let kids have fun. Hmm. Like, shut up. You sound like such a dinosaur. Just stop. So to bring something you said earlier back into that, that's why, that's why a lot of people think that... Uh, people aren't playing baseball is because it's not a fun game. That's exactly why they're not because you're not allowed and you're, you're not allowed to celebrate a home run. And you're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have personality. You have no. to be stoic. And that's a problem the NHL has. Yeah. Their their most marketable star is Sidney Crosby. And have you heard that motherfucker talk? He's it pretty is the basic. most monotone talk ever. We got he, he makes Sean Monahan sound like he's excited. Well these guys have just been trained in and TR. That, oh and, great hit by Jeez, and I don't know if that was Rasmus in there. Yeah, Beautiful. Turn over James Neal. A real deal. There we that go. Was a goal. He needed that one. Huge hit at the blue line here. Who is this? Valamaki. Yes. Um, if you let these guys have personality and you get these archaic uh, 
what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, unwritten rules go away, your league will become popular. Listen, the NBA was a shit league in in the early seventies. They couldn't get it, and then they then Magic and Bird turned it around. They started letting personalities come through. Yeah, and it took a long time, but the NBA has never been at its highest popularity. Look what it did for that sport. Exactly. The NHL and MLB need to follow suit and let these guys be these be who they are. They're professional athletes. Let them celebrate. Let them have fun because it's entertaining to us as fans. Yes, if it happens to your team, you're infuriated, but that's part of it. Yeah. Did that you, know, did you notice the NFL let more celebrations back into their game? Thank you. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That for every like I know people didn't like T.O. I loved every single one of his celebrations. That, <laughs> that the Sharpie and the sock made made me uh, laugh out loud. It, it doesn't I, bother me. It doesn't bother me because, you yeah. know what, I want to be entertained. At the same time, I do love that Barry Sanders was classy and just would toss the ball to the ref. That's classy. I like it. I think But I also – I want to see Chad Ocho single Riverdance. I want to see Juju Smith-Schuster do the Street Fighter thing. You know, like I want to see this stuff. You know, I, I think both are great. I When I see a receiver just catch the ball and get up and give the ball to the official, I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's, yeah. I think that's a cool part of their personality. And when people celebrate, I think that's a cool part of their personality. Let them be them. Yeah. And, and the NFL is learning to let that happen. The NBA has already figured it out. Uh, NHL and MLB are very slow to change. And I hope, like, stuff like the hurricane stuff comes – comes around more because it is a ton of fun and Brian Burke and John Tortorella just got to let it happen and stop being dinosaurs. Just go. Yeah. Just leave. And I actually have a soft spot for both those guys. Like, I think Brian Burke, I could listen to him talk By the way, he said truculence three times in that interview. Uh, I believe like, it. Just, I believe it. Just shut up. But you know what? He's on He's on uh, the fan now in the mornings uh, from time to time and he's the best interview on that show. I, listening, he, listening to him talk is one of the funnest things. He's a smart man. Yeah. He's one of the smartest men that I've heard talk. Yeah. Very smart hockey mind. And he's got a lot of knowledge. But when he starts railing on things that because they're new and that he doesn't like it because it's new and not the way we did it before. Yeah. That's that's just dumb and wrong. You can't you can't make a criticism like that without seeming like an old man. Exactly. And you don't have to be an old man to do that. I'll make a criticism like that right now. And uh, people will tell me I sound like an old man. Exactly. It's just the game. The game's going to change. You might as well get on board and enjoy the ride. You know? I'm enjoying and, it. And I'm the enjoying game, it. The game will get better if you let these guys have personality. It will. I've I've heard stories about like their 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 parties and stuff. Granted, there's booze, but these guys got personality. But then you get them in an interview and they don't have any personality. Or well, part not, of part of they're that, not allowed to have Instagram accounts. Or part or of that accounts. now is because the media is looking for a story. A lot of the times that's going to put these guys in a bad light. It's a really that's true. it's a really unfortunate that's true. part of the news media that we live in nowadays. Back in the in the in the early '90s and in the late '80s and stuff like that, even like as recently as that. These reporters would go out with these players. They would have a great time, and they would see shit they would never write in the paper. Yeah. Nowadays, that almost doesn't exist. If anyone sees anything, they want to be the first to break a the story. First, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. All right, let's go to. We're gonna end it off with some NFL, like we always do. All right, before we get to the trade deadline stuff, um, Cleveland might be figuring something out. 
Yeah. They might have figured out that Hugh Jackson, Hugh, Hugh Jackson is not a good coach. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I think their GM is doing a good job there, actually. I think yes. he's like, I think he's started to get some players now. And I think what he's saying is he's like, now that we got these players, the team should definitely be better. Be better. Hugh Jackson has been fired. And this was as of, I think, Tuesday. Um, he had a three win, 36 loss, and one tie record. How the fuck do you hold on to your job to to get that record? That's what I want to know. And also, Todd Haley was fired. Right, the, the uh, offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. Um, it's about damn time. Yeah. They were they were so like they were coached so sloppy. I've heard I've heard like Hugh Jackson didn't know how many timeouts he had at the end of the at the end of a half. He said he didn't know. He's that, that's insane. How the fuck don't you know? How You're the, the head coach? How? Okay, and if he doesn't know, how does somebody not tell him? Yeah, who's this quality control guy? He, every know? every they're, they're wearing a headset. Why isn't someone not telling him? Oh, my God. That's, so, that's got dysfunction through and through. Good for the Browns. Now, what they, they had to do this, but their interim coach is going to be Greg Williams, which I don't know if, like, <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield fantasy owners, get ready for, for no throwing because he's just going to run the fucking ball. That's all he's going to do. But their defense will probably get better if he starts, like, a bounty system. <laughs> that history is the head coach now. You he, he don't have to answer to nobody. No, yeah. Um, and so I was uh, – I read an article talking about the possible candidates for their for the head coach for next year because you know Greg Williams is not going to be the head coach next year. But he um, looks so smart with those thick frame glasses. <laughs> Like, his intelligence level must be good, is it not? <laughs> and we're going to see. <laughs> so, one of the uh, few of them here, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, who is the head coach of the Sooners, which was Mayfield's college team. Interesting. So, and he's got, he's, he's like one of these wonderkind coaches, kind of like Sean McVay. Oh, okay. You know, offense, That's becoming a much more popular thing. Yes, offensive guru, uh, um, a lot of different, different looks, diff, uh, you know, that kind of spread formations. Stuff that Baker Mayfield did very well in college. Hmm. Um, Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Packers. Because uh, <laughs> John Dorsey and McCarthy worked together in Green Bay. Wow. Uh, I, could, I could actually see this happening um, because I think this is Mike McCarthy's. The Flames just scored again. Oh, uh, this is Mike McCarthy. Taking the lead. I think this is Mike McCarthy's last year Gio. in Green Bay. Um, I think. Really? Uh, uh, finally, eh? Well, it's, it's it just like here with Dorsey. They. GMs, when you get hired as a new GM, you want your own guy. Dorsey inherited Hugh Jackson. He listened to the owner, let him have his run. He's like, no, fuck, you're junk. Get out of here. Uh, I'm Ryan Guten, Gutenhurst is the is the GM in Green Bay. I think the same thing. He's going to want his own guy. I actually think he's going to want to go for a guy kind of like Lincoln Riley. That's is is a, Gutenhurst the new GM? Yes. What, yeah. Just this year? Just this year, oh, yeah. Okay. Ted Thompson stepped down. Right, I remember. Became a, yeah. like... Vice president of whatever, but he has nothing to do with it, and that—that's why all these trades have happened in Green Bay is because they are uh, wow. they are so they're going they're he, going he's he's, yeah. he's shaping the roster in his image, not Ted Thompson's image. It, Same with the coach. It's it, like, and I think Mike McCarthy. It's kind of, I think it's like the Andy Reid situation. Andy Reid got stale in, in Philly, had to go somewhere else because just because that's what happens. It happens to everybody. I think that's what happened to Mike McCarthy. He's stale. Needs to go on a new challenge. That that would be like that's definitely an upgrade in Cleveland. Like I, I think that's a good hire by them actually 
even though, like, I, I'm sitting here with someone who's not a fan of Mike McCarthy now. You're wearing a Green Bay hat and a Green Bay shirt. I am. I and am. And you are not a fan of I Mike, am not a fan of Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. He's an awful play caller. And I understand why Green Bay fans don't like him, but I still think that's an upgrade if the, he were to go to Cleveland. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, yeah. And he, he'll probably do good in Cleveland because it's a new challenge and maybe he's just energized more. I think he's become a little bit complacent. And he'll uh, have he'll have to change his strategy. No more. Uh, no more. Just hey, Aaron, can you go? Just oh, you're not here anymore. That's okay, what shit. I was gonna say. Oh, I have to. I have to call something oh, really specific oh, now. Jeez. Uh, another one they said was Jim Harbaugh, who was the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. I don't see that. He's getting paid a shit ton of money. I think. And he's I, got, I think after his last stint in the NFL, he's good. He's yeah, in college, I, and now. I think he's got a bitter taste. And I don't think like he. He runs. He runs the show. He runs Ann Arbor. Yeah, like he's the man there. Why the? Why would you leave? Um, John De, De Filipino is the offensive coordinator of the Vikings. He, I guess I've he seen was his one, name a lot. Yeah, he's one of the new sexy hires that hasn't gotten a head coach coaching job. So maybe him. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Again. He's in everything. There's no way he's leaving. I think the reason he stayed in New England is because he's got a guarantee that he'll be the Patriots coach once Belichick retires. Yeah, That's whenever, what whenever that is. Yeah. Uh, Belichick retires when Brady retires. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is going to inherit just a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dave T- Taub Tube is the special teams coach for the Chiefs, which I don't know why he'd hire a special teams guy as your head coach. Yeah. But uh, he worked with Dorsey in Cleveland. Oh, okay. So there's connections there. Huh. Um, I think it's between Lincoln Riley and Mike McCarthy. That's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. You know? Um, Unless, like, somehow the Packers win the Super Bowl, but they're not going to. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, so. Yeah, and I didn't realize the Dorsey-McCarthy uh, link there either, yeah. so I could definitely see that now. That I, most that of out. the front office staff in Cleveland was from Green Bay. Really? Oh. Yeah, Elliot Wolf, who's Ron Wolf's kid. Ron Wolf was the architect that got, um, he's the one that traded for Brett Favre and signed Reggie White and all this stuff. His kid, Elliot, is, is in Cleveland now, too, and he's supposed to be, like, a... Wonderkind also. So. Well, if I was the owner in Cleveland, I would I would have hired those guys too. Yes, and and I'd stay the fuck out of the way and let them do their thing. Now, here's a Jesse's triggered segment. Uh, Ty Montgomery, you dumb motherfucker. Like no longer with the no Packers. longer with the Packers. Um. So the series before the end of this LA game, he decides he he gets taken out because he's a suck ass running back. And he throws a he supposedly throws a fit on the sideline, throws his helmet, and then Green. Who does he think he is? <laughs> LA scores. They they kick a they kick a field goal. They kick off, and Montgomery had instructions: if it's in the end zone, take a knee. He catches it a yard and a half deep in the end zone. He says, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go go run it." Like, what are you? What are you thinking? And of course, there's an unnamed Packers player that that after the game railed on him for it. Which, like, I agree with, but be a man and just be like... Yeah, like, if you're going to say that, name it. Yeah. Put your name out there. Flames scored six... Like, there you go, Frolik. Holy oh, moly, yeah. what a comeback. Five unanswered. Um, so he basically just said that Ty Montgomery's selfish. It's some uh, selfish bullshit. You know, this wasn't a team play. This was a me play. And the unnamed player wasn't wrong. That was definitely a me play. I, I can't disagree with that at all. And then Montgomery got all upset because he was saying that, you know, I thought we were a family and we handled things in-house. But then he went and said this to the media. Yeah, so he's doing so the exact thing. So you're doing thing. the exact same thing. Why don't, you be, like, why don't you be what you say you want them to be instead of 
you know, lowering yourself. But okay, Ty. And he's off to the Ravens now. And he's off to the Ravens for a 2027th round pick. That means we don't want you and we just got the lowest pick possible to get rid of you. We just put you on a plane and got you out. That's right. And I am so glad for it. Aaron Jones owners will in fantasy will also be very glad for this. Yeah. Well, it was it was One less confusing guy having him there anyway. Like, yeah. he's, he's unnecessary because he's not even a real running back. And if you're not playing wide receiver, then like, yeah. whatever. Um, and in other trades, Demarius Thomas went to the Texans for a 2019 fourth round pick, and the teams also swapped seventh rounders. They had Texans had to make the move because of Will Fuller's injury. Yeah, they they were motivated. They, they were getting somebody. They were getting any wide receiver they could. That I kind of, that might be a good fit. Maybe Deshaun Watson can form a relationship with him and yeah, have have, he kind, has of, a, kind of rejuvenate him. He hasn't yes. been playing as good as he used to. Yeah, it's been about two or three years since he's been what he used to be. But maybe this could bring him back to, you know, maybe not close to, but something like you know, seventy five percent of what he was instead of like the fifty percent he is now. Yeah. Um, the biggest, like the the biggest trade in my opinion was Golden Tate to the Eagles for a third round pick. That's a nice trade for Good the Eagles. Good for the Eagles. Keep yeah. your foot on the gas. Keep on trying to win championships. Um, surprised that the Lions made that deal just because I didn't think they were out of it. But I guess... They're moving because he's a free agent and they're not going to bring him back. Exactly. It's a decision that was made before, so they are going to get assets for him. That was just a business decision, essentially. And I yeah. think Tate knew it. Um, it. This seemed to happen pretty amicably. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, too, because that usually does not happen in the NFL. That's usually a very NHL move. Like, we're not going to resign you. We're going to deal you for picks. In the NFL, that never happened. It was, no. you know, there wasn't a lot of trade deadline activity. So it's kind of nice to see that. It's nice for us to talk about. Now we get we get news exactly. in the middle of November and it's or interesting. beginning of November. De- Detroit is essentially saying here, we still think we could make the playoffs. We're trading you anyway. Yeah. Like, well, Kenny Galladay is now going to be that much more valuable. He is, yeah. You know, there's just more, that more more targets going around. I had two guys on my fantasy team that got more valuable at the trade deadline, uh, Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay. There you go. There I'll you go. It. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. was was traded from the Jaguars to the Rams for a 2019 third and a 2025th. The Rams are just stacking their team with pass rushers. They don't give a fuck. They're going for it. Their defense just – they're already great yeah. defense just they're, got better. They're, this is the we're kicking the can down the road type deal. Like if we can win a Super Bowl, all these cap problems and all these issues without draft picks, it, it doesn't. it's not going to matter because we're going to have a Super Bowl to live off of. Um, so I like that aggressiveness. Now, the one that just blew my mind was HaHa Clinton Dix traded from the Packers to the Redskins for a 2019 fourth-round fourth pick. Now, I didn't think the Packers were having a great year, but, like, this kind of signals that, like, okay, we're... Does he have a huge salary? Like, was it... In- He's going to be a free agent. Okay. So and I don't yeah, think they're going to yeah. sign him. So it's same situation, same, basically. Same situation. Uh, I will say uh, he whiffs on more tackles than he makes. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't take angles properly. He's a ball hawk, though. So he he'll he, get he five can, to six interceptions yeah. a year for you. Yeah. But he just he has a problem. He just doesn't read the field well enough as a safety. Um, so maybe he'll be better in Washington's defense. Maybe he'll be protected more. I'm not sure. But he missed a lot of tackles, which drove me bonkers. Um, and I was like curious because Green Bay's. Tactic in the past, and some of, like New England would do this too, is is the compensatory picks. So basically, when you lose a free agent, if so, when you let a free agent walk, if they sign with another team, then and 
so however many free agents you sign or the other team signed that used to be on your team that past year. So Green Bay had 10 free agents and they let them all walk and all 10 got signed, but Green Bay signed five, they get five compensatory picks. Hmm. That's that's how that system works. Right, now, the, the thing is by trading him now and getting that fourth, they don't have to get a, they don't have to give up a spot to get that pick and, and lose a free agent, right. if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. right? So they basically got the fourth round pick early, so now they can go inside a free agent in the offseason and not have to worry about that. Uh-huh. Ted Thompson was big on that shit yeah. because he only built through the draft. <clears throat> Gutenhurst is obviously decided that we're using all avenues and we're going to be signing free agents. So yeah. we'll see what goes. It just confused the fuck out of me on Tuesday. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what? Yeah, that is uh, that is interesting. I love the inner workings of these. like oh, The way these guys think and the way they try to manipulate the system. Yes, and, very much uh, so. And work around things is so interesting. Very much so. All right, we're going to go to some gut feel. Mike's going to win us some money. Let's, let's, let's get to it. All right. record last week all right i was one and two. Oh, geez my, my winning streak was over <laughs> we're back to 11 and 13 on the season but uh, i got uh, i got i feel i feel like we're gonna go two and one here and we're gonna get back uh, kind of within one uh in honor of the nhl admitting that gambling is a fun thing for responsible people <laughs> we're, we're gonna make some picks here <laughs> we would like to emphasize the responsible <laughs> responsible it's not it's not as easy as it sounds <laughs> All right, starting off uh, the week, uh, the game I was looking at right here is Chicago at Buffalo. This is uh, kind of a, it could end up being a stinker in this one, I think. Buffalo's coming off a short week. Uh, The Bears are firing on all cylinders. I think the Bears' D is going to turn over the ball a couple times in this game. Buffalo's offense is historically bad. Right and now. I think Nathan Peterman's starting, is he not? And Peterman, it may be starting if Anderson's not back. And Peterman has a quarterback rating career of 34, I believe. And that's pretty awful. And that's not good. So I, awful. I, I think the, Bear, the Bears are a big favorite in this game. They're a minus 10. I don't, I don't love that, but, but I think they're going to be able to win by 10. Well, like a 20 to 10 score. That's I, can, exactly, I can totally see that. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. So we're going to go with the Bears in that one. Minus 10. Um, it's at Buffalo. I just think Buffalo's so bad. Chicago's a lot better team this year. All right. And uh, we're going to go with that. Tampa Bay at Carolina is the second game. Carolina is a minus six favorite at home. At home, okay. At home. Tampa uh, Bay has we... gone back to Fitz Magic. Yeah, Fitz Magic. I'm not buying it. Damn it. I'm not buying Come it. Come on. Yeah, he burned me in the first week of the season, and <laughs> I uh, tip my hat. And I have not forgiven him and, and, since. And I tip my hat to him, and I will not let it happen again. Uh, <laughs> the Panthers are 9-0 and straight up in their last nine at home. Uh, the winning margin in those games has been 8.78 points, so almost nine points. That Panthers offense looks good, too, and that Tampa yeah. defense is no good. No, they're not. And actually, the uh, Carolina off or Carolina defense is one of the top starts in fantasy this week too. So uh, the, at least That's the fantasy numbers are saying that they're going to turn the ball over against Tampa too. Mm. They're not buying Fitz Magic either. So uh, you know, Carolina just dropped thirty six points as well on Baltimore's top ten defense or top defense in the league actually at that point. So we're going Carolina minus six on that one. 
The last game of the week. I think this is going to be one of the funnest ones to watch for sure. The Rams at the New Orleans Saints. I cannot believe this game wasn't flexed to the Sunday Nighter. That, I know, I that know makes pa- total sense. I know it's Packers-Patriots, which is still a, like a Patriots, prime time. Patriots seem to rule. Yes, but it's just like you got you got an 8-0. Are the Rams 8-0 or 7-0? I think they're 8-0. Have they had their bye week? I don't even know. They have not. They're 8-0, and the, the Saints are like 6-1. Like, yeah. dude, you got to put that. Like, you look at the, the Patriots are 5-2, and two and the Packers are 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Yeah, this is a Sunday afternoon game, and I'm absolutely going to be watching it, but I can't. I'm with you. I can't believe it's not a prime. Primetime game, yeah, for they, sure. Yeah, I'm really surprised by that. Yeah, so the total in this game, as you might expect, is astronomically high. It's it's 59.5. There hasn't been a total this high since 2004, where on Christmas Day in 2004, uh, there was a 60.5 point total for the Chiefs versus Raiders. Uh, so I'm taking the same thought process I did on this one that I did in the Rams-Packers games last week. That was a high total, too. That was 57. 57, they, it was a shade under, but they... It was they, a shade under. Shade under, but it was under. That's and, all that matters. And the thing is, it, if it if Montgomery wouldn't have fumbled, Packers might have went downfield and kicked a field goal. Yeah. And then it would have been still it would have been .5 under. It would have been .5 under. Yeah. yeah. So they so they, so they they had a chance in that one. I think the same thing's going to happen in this one. I think at the beginning of this game, it's going to get bogged down. I think both teams are going to be a little cautious. They're going to be playing some tough D. Both teams actually have a pretty good defense. The Saints' defense is no no slouch either. They're really coming on the last yeah. few weeks. Yep. Yeah. So I do think both teams are going to put up points eventually in this. But I think it's going to start off slow enough that they're not going to have enough time to reach that total. Astronomically high total. I don't think they're going to get there. Going under 59.5 on the last game. There we go. Take it to the bank, people. We're gonna make Mike's gonna make you some money. Well, I'm not yet, so don't say that. <laughs> but, but eventually I will. We're gonna get there. You know, go on those American websites and bet single games. He will hit on two of these. Oh, for the love of God, do not take my picks and bet parlays. That that you're you're gonna be zero, you're gonna be so in the hole. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Alright, everybody, you have a good night. See you later.